Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. Paul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I fear the people and obey their voice. Now, therefore, I pray, pardon my sin and return with me so I may worship the Lord. And Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you. For you have rejected the words of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. For the few moments that we have today, I just want to talk about uh, peace is key. Peace is key. SBC, there is a crisis on our hands, and people are not really dealing with it today. This is a crisis that is worldwide. It's affecting many people. You won't hear about it on the news and you won't even heard it talked about within our own communities. It's not talked about because people like to avoid anything that makes them feel uncomfortable. Uh, but we have a struggle with personal peace on our hands. There are people all around us struggling to find peace, uh, struggling to maintain peace. And because they have no peace in their lives, they are now struggling with themselves, struggling to know who they are, struggling with relationships around with others around them. They are struggling to know what God is doing in their lives and what God wants them to be. And they are even afraid to be the person that God wants them to be, all because they have no peace in their lives. It's one thing when we know that there is no peace in the world when each and every day we are stepping out into the chaos of the world. Each and every day we see how the craziness of the world affects people and their peace. Each and every day is a challenge just because of how unpeaceful it is when we open our doors. It becomes more of an issue when the unpeaceful nature of the world starts affecting your peace and what you got going on. It will first start to affect the peace you have with people around you. You will start allowing other people to disturb your peace. You will give them the power to dictate what you do and how you move. You will start to worry a little too much about their opinions and their thoughts. You will start to be affected by how they treat you. When in reality, how they treat you is not a reflection of you, but a reflection of how they see themselves. So because you're so concerned with how they see you, you will start to overexert yourself, being worried about their movement, when in reality, what they do and how they do it and what they portray has nothing to do with you. But here you are making sacrifices, trying to live up to their expectations on your life, when the only expectation that really matters is the expectation that comes from God. We become so worried about other people that we cannot see what God is trying to do in our lives, so distracted and concerned about what other people have going on that we miss what God is trying to show us right in front of our faces, so worried about the blessings that people have that we miss what God is trying to bless us with. We miss what God is trying to do in our lives, and without knowing it, we are giving them power to control our lives because we are so worried about what they got going on instead of worrying about what God is doing for us right now. Not only 
Will this chaos affect the peace with people? It will affect the peace that you have with yourself. And when you're not at peace with yourself, you suddenly become uncomfortable with being yourself. You start trying to act differently because you're unsure about yourself and who God has meant for you to be. You'll try and pretend to be who you think society wants you to be, who society thinks is acceptable, all while neglecting the person that God has made. We get so obsessed with what others want for our lives that we don't take time to worry about what God wants us to do and where God wants us to be in the path that God has sent us on, so worried about our own insecurities with the person who we are, when in reality, God created who we are. And if God created you, then why are you worried about what anybody else thinks, the opinions of others and what others think and how others perceive you or what society even wants from you? God created you. So each and every day you should wake up and love yourself a little bit more. Each and every day you should look at yourself in the mirror and say, that's God's creation right there. Each and every day you should be thankful that God made you who you are. Whether you know it or not, you are special. There is only one you in this world. So you ought to be glad that God made you who you are. And you ought to love you some you a little bit more each and every day. I don't know about y'all, but I love myself. Who love they self in here? All right. Love you some you. Next, next, next. The chaos of this world will start to affect your peace with God. And when this happens, you suddenly have a problem with the trajectory of your life. You'll start questioning what God is doing and you'll start wondering why God isn't leading your life the way you want to lead your life. You suddenly start to think that you know better than God. You'll start to wonder why God isn't moving in your life like God moves for others. You'll start to get distracted by what others have and what others are doing and start to lose focus on what God is doing in your life. And when you do that, that's when things get a little messy. Due to the lack of trust in what God is doing or in your eyes what God is not doing you'll start to try to, to take full control of your life and try to handle things without God. Handle things and you'll handle them how you see fit and handle things by yourself. And what snap happens, things will really go from bad to worse because we really don't make the right decisions all the time. Anybody has made some bad decisions in here? Sometimes our decision-making is based on what we want instead of what is good for us. What we want versus what is good for us. Sometimes we have a hard time separating the two. We think we want these things, but sometimes the things we want, we don't get because God knows we can't handle it. God, I... I pray that I win the lotto, but God knows you don't know how to act when you find $5 in the dryer. God, I pray for this huge house, but God said you're having a hard time keeping that one bedroom clean right now, player. God, I want this new electric car, uh, but God says you always riding around on E. What you going to do when the battery dies? Sometimes the reason that we want things and don't get them is because God knows that maybe right now we're just not where we need to be to handle the things that we want. Maybe sometimes we got to do a little bit more growing. We got to work on some things. We got to wait 
and see because once again sometimes what we want isn't always what's good for us in that moment so now that the chaos of the world has affected our peace with people our peace with ourselves and our peace with god what happens then is our lives just get out of control and you'll find yourself in situations places and spaces where things have gotten crazy due to you not having any peace in your life but fcbc I'm so glad that in unpeaceful times, I can look to God to give me that peace that I'm missing. In times where the world has caused me to lose my peace, God can step in and fix everything and give me my peace back. God can step in and put out those fires of chaos in this world. And whether you know it or not, each and every day, God is doing things to help you keep your peace, fighting battles that you didn't even know were going on, fighting things that you wouldn't be able to handle, keeping things away from you that seek to destroy you, that seek to bring you down, that seek to destroy your peace. And whether you know it or not, God is always working for you. God is always moving things for you. And God is always keeping you. And God is always working. God is always working, people. Whether you know it or not, you're peaceful in this moment right now because God is working on some things right now. God is keeping things away from you right now. God is maintaining things for you right now. The only reason that you're in here right now sitting peacefully is because God is still moving outside of these walls. God is still moving. God is still working. But sometimes it's not just up to God to give us our peace or to keep our peace. Sometimes we need to do some work. Sometimes we need to do as much as we can and then let God finish the things that we can't handle. We don't always like that. Uh, we don't always like to have to do work. We like to think that we could just pray to God and God will fix everything in our lives. But sometimes you have to get a little dirty and do some work. Sometimes we have to do what we can do and let God handle the things that we cannot. Sometimes we have to uh, give everything that we can't do to God and give up that control. We have to do as much work as we can to keep our own peace and to do that. Once again, you have to have those three things that I talked about. You have to maintain your peace with people, peace with yourself, and then peace with God. Because when you do that, when you have those three things down packed, there is nothing that can try to snatch away your peace. No one who can affect your peace other than yourself. And you got to recognize when you have these three things and you have these that, that once again, no one's going to affect your peace. But it's up to you to maintain those things and do the work that you can do. You can't get that peace and be lazy with it. You can't get that peace and do whatever with it. But sometimes it's harder because there's always things working to try to break your peace. In the text, we find that God is fed up. God is fed up with Saul and all of Saul's actions. God tells Samuel to basically go and tell Saul, this is over. And Saul is devastated, I'm sure. But Saul knows one thing. He cannot blame anybody but himself. But I dare say that Saul's real issue was that he had no peace with how his life was going. And there are really three situations that kind of show this. He had no peace with people. He had no peace with himself. He had no peace with God. He had no peace with people. I mean, you see this. Uh, you see when you have no peace with people, it really means that no matter 
what they do, they cannot break, steal, or disturb your peace. To have peace with people, once again, means that they cannot do anything to break, steal, or disturb your peace. Because once you allow them to do that, to break, steal, disturb your peace, you now give them the control and allow them to dictate how you live your life. People will come in your life or they might already be in your life right now and will be jealous of how God is moving in your life. And once they realize they can't have what you have, they will try to disturb what you have in order for you to lose what you have in hopes to destroy what you have. So they are jealous of what you have. And in some cases, jealousy becomes comes because they aren't satisfied with their lives and they see what you have going on. They will try their hardest to get what you got. But once they realize they can't get what you got, then they will try to bring you down because they are jealous and they will try to mimic what you have because they are jealous. But once again, your blessing's not going to bless them like it's blessed you. And this was the problem with the people of Israel. They were God's favorite people, but that wasn't enough for them for some reason. They weren't satisfied with what God was doing in their lives and they wanted more. Not only did they want more, but they wanted what other people had, other nations had. Other nations had a king and they wanted a king. Imagine being favored by God or being so concerned with what someone else has got that you don't realize that God is doing some amazing things that they don't got. You miss all the things that God is trying to show you because you're so concerned about the blessings of other people. It's a dangerous game of being jealous and wanting the blessings of others because sometimes what we realize is that we see the final picture of those blessings. You're so concerned about where they are right now, you don't realize the journey that it took to get there. Just like people can look at you and see the smile on your face and see how good you look, but don't always realize that you weren't always like that. What you have doesn't look like what someone else has, and it never will, but here you are pouting and catching an attitude because what you have doesn't look like what someone else has. But this is exactly where the Israelites were, jealous of other nations because they only had God and didn't have a king. We only got God, but we don't got a king. So they asked God for a king, and the unpeaceful people get just what they asked for, an unpeaceful king that represents them to the core. Because when it was time to present the king, uh, Saul was not standing proud and tall. He was not there looking like the kings of the other nations. They actually had to go find Saul because Saul was hiding. Saul's life was changed because the people of Israel weren't at peace with what was going on. They were too worried about what others had to realize what they had. Uh, And to have that peace is important. Uh, To have that peace with people is important uh, to really focus on what God is doing in your life and not let others' peace mess with what you have. So because they weren't at peace with their lives, they had to go and disturb some other things in their lives. So yeah, it may look like they got it all together sometimes, but they may just be putting on a show. Yeah, what they have may be nice, but you have no idea, once again, what they looked like before they got or what they had to do to go get. We always assume things are easy just because of what we see at the end. So next thing you have to have after peace with people is peace with yourself. And having peace with yourself means that I have accepted myself fully and for who God wants me to be. I've accepted myself fully for who God wants me to be. So you see a lot of people have issues with not being comfortable in their own skin. 
not being comfortable being the person that God made them to be. So now you try to live outside of that person and you will put on a mask thinking that's what people want to see. You try to hide yourself and live a life that you think is better for you. But when you're living a life you're not supposed to, your life will always be mediocre. You see, when you're living a life that's not supposed to, mediocrity is all you're going to get. No matter what you do, no matter how good you do it, it's going to be mediocre and it will not bring you fulfillment that you desire. You cannot be the person that your parents want you to be. You cannot have a fulfilled life being who your friends want you to be. You cannot live a fulfilled life being something that some other people want you to be. And sometimes you cannot be who you want to be because it won't be fulfilling. You have to follow the path that God put in front of you. Yeah, you like to think you know who you are. You got it all together. You know that each and everything is going to work out in your favor. And you think you know what's best for you. But I'm sorry to tell you that even you don't know what's best for you as much as God knows. But what reason would we have for not wanting to be ourselves? What reason would we have to not want to allow God to move in our lives how he should? Well, sometimes it comes down to insecurity. Insecurity about the person that God wants us to be. We look in the mirror, we look at that person looking back at us, and we fully do not understand that person. We don't fully know that person, and because of that, we don't fully love that person. We look at ourselves, and we like to point out the things we don't like about ourselves. Mm. We like to point the things out that we don't like about ourselves. So because of this, we are insecure about the person that is looking back at us in the mirror. So we try to do things to cover up those insecurities. We go out into the world and see our peers glorifying celebrities, glorifying different looks, glorifying different mannerisms. And we then think that we can try to add different pieces of what everybody likes to ourselves to try to cover up the insecurities of ourselves, trying to be like other people, trying to talk like other people, trying to look like other people, trying to be what we think other people want. But ultimately, all those things you used to cover up your insecurities will do you no good and they will just weigh you down and slow you down as you try to walk the path that God has placed in front of you. Matter of fact, at that point, you aren't even walking at the path designed for you. You hopped on another's path, looking at what they're doing, thinking that you're going to get where they are and where they are is where you think you want to be. And you have hopped on their path and are now looking down, trying to follow in their footsteps. But there are some problems here because as you're looking down, covering your insecurities, trying to follow someone else's footprints on someone else's path, you'll notice that your footprints can never match theirs. Your feet are going to either be too big or too small, and they will not match theirs because each footprint represents something that they've had to step through and something that they've had to overcome to even take that step. And because you're not uh, doing what they did or going through what they've been through, your steps will never match theirs. They won't be the same as theirs, and you won't get where they are because you haven't had the same experiences as them. Sometimes, once again, we look at people and think just because they're smiling and all good on the outside that they haven't had to go through some things to get to where they are. Sometimes we really have no clue and we live in those assumptions. Sometimes we don't realize how high people have had to climb, how deep they've had to go to get where they are. But we don't pay attention to all of that because we're so concerned about where they sit now. Yeah, I might look good at where I am now, but that's not the issue. You don't know what I've been through just to get right here. You don't know if I have to go through just to get 
this to this point smiling. You don't know all the nights I'd spent crying and praying, asking God to help me, asking God to make a way out of no way, asking God to open doors that have been locked. You don't know what I've had to go through to get here. So don't assume that because I look good that the journey was easy. Secondly, when you're following those footprints and, and trying to cover yourself with different things to hide your own insecurities, you'll be so focused at the thought that when people look at me, all they see is my insecurities. So then you'll try to do something big to take the attention off your insecurities. And that's what happens to Saul. In chapter 13, it says, while in the midst of a battle, things weren't going so well for King Saul and his men. And the text tells us that they were waiting for the prophet Samuel to come and make a sacrifice on their behalf to give them the victory. But the problem is that Samuel was taking a little longer than expected. Uh, they had been waiting for seven days, and the longer they waited, the more men lost faith and would leave. So Saul, seeing what was happening, decided to take it upon himself to make the sacrifice, and in doing so, started the downfall of his kingship. You see, Saul was too concerned with what was happening with the people leaving and what he thought that meant about him. Because they were leaving, he lost confidence in himself and the person he was supposed to be in the moment and felt that he had to step into the shoes of another in order to fix what was going on. FCP said, if people want to leave you and abandon you in a moment where you really need them because they don't trust in who God has called you to be, you need to just let them go on by. If they can't see that God is moving and doing things in your life and can't accept that things might look a little different than they thought they would look because you aren't working exactly how they want you to and they want to leave, let them go. If they can't appreciate who God has made you to be, get them out of there. Once again, you have to watch who you let in your space and place because everybody ain't there for you. Some people are there just because you benefit them in some ways. And once you stop benefiting them, they'll try to make you uh, feel a little bad about changing. You look a little different. Well, I should look different because God is working on me. You're moving a little funny. I don't know if I could be around you. Well, I am moving funny because God is directing me on a path that you might not be able to follow. People are going to get mad about things when God is leading you and making you into a person that you're supposed to be. But when that person doesn't fit into what they want you to do and how they want to see you and how they want to use you, then once again, they're going to walk away and try to make you feel guilty. Oh, you don't got time for me anymore. It's not that I don't have time for you. I'm just making more time for myself. Because God, once again, is moving some things in my life. God is working on me. God is changing things for me. And God is doing things and making me the person that I want to be. And sometimes when you start believing in that person, you'll start to lose people around you. But once again, don't fret. Because there's nothing that you lose that God can't replace. Nothing that leaves your life that God can't bring something better back into it. So if they can't have the patience to know that God is working on you, and that means that things are going to be different, then once again, you got to get them out of there. But when you add all things together, and you may be realizing, maybe you don't realize that you're living this mediocre life, trying to pretend to be someone that you're not, uh, it might be too late, or it might not be too late. But once again, I come to tell you today, FCBC, that God did not create you to be mediocre. But that is all you're going to get when you're too busy doing what you think is best instead of doing what God thinks is best. It's all you're going to get when you're too busy trying to live a life that was not meant 
for you. It's all you're going to get when you're trying to walk on someone else's path. FCBC, God did not make you to be mediocre. It's God formed you in your mother's womb. God watched you grow. God watched you do amazing things that you thought that you couldn't do. The word mediocre was not in God's vocabulary when God made you. God made you to do exceedingly and far more abundantly than all that we could ask for. Think about according to the power that works within us, the power that God put in us. So when you get up, don't even think about being someone else because that's going to be mediocre. Get up and start walking like God made you, like God created you, like God put all the things that make you special there in the first place. Get up and walk like you know that God created you to do some amazing things. God didn't create you to be someone else. You are special. So be that special person. Start talking like God knows you can start. Start moving like God knows how you can move. Start being that person that God knows you can be because if you continue down that mediocre path, God's going to have to step in and give you a wake-up call. I know there's at least four people in FCBC who can think back to a time that they were living lives that they weren't supposed to be living living outside of themselves, doing what they weren't supposed to be doing, doing things that weren't good for them. It might have been 20 years ago. It might have been 10 years ago. It might have been last night. But in this moment right now, I want you to live the way God wants you to live. I want you to be who God created you to be, no longer hiding who you are, no longer being concerned with what others want from you, no longer letting society dictate who you should be, no longer letting family manipulate you into what they want, no longer letting your insecurity stop you from living your best life, no longer letting the past of others distract you, no longer being concerned with following the footsteps of others, no longer being distracted by what you want to be focused on, no longer holding on to fear because there is no need to be scared when God is with you, no longer doing what God does not want you to do. In this moment, I want you to say no longer. No longer will I live this life of mediocrity because I think I need to live it. I'm going to trust and put my faith in God and know that God is leading me to where I need to be. It might not be easy. It might be scary, but God is doing it because God knows what is good for you. And sometimes, even though it's easy to say, it's hard to believe. No longer. And the last part of the peace puzzle that we're putting together that is required is peace with God. And peace with God is simple. And being at peace with God simply is being at peace with how God leads your life. Fully embracing any and everything that God sends your way. Trusting that God will have you where you're supposed to be. And this can be hard, FCBC, because it means that you're really going to have to lean on your faith and trust in God. Because sometimes this means that one day you're going to be sitting there in the most comfortable position you've ever been in, thinking that your life is great, thinking that you're in the midst of your pinnacle, thinking that everything is perfect. And then God's going to come and give you a little push and tell you that it's time to move. God's not going to tell you where you're going. God's not going to say anything. All God is going to do is reach out God's hand and say, come. And in that moment, you will have to lean into your trust and faith in God and allow God to lead you into the unknown. Because it's one thing when you can see where God is leading you, but it's another thing when you don't know where you're going and how are you going to act when God is leading you into the darkness. 
How are you going to act when God gets you out of that comfortable place that you're in, that you want to stay in and say, come follow me because I have better for you? Are you going to trust in the fact that God has better for you? Or are you going to hesitate because you're sitting in your comfortable space and place thinking that's where you're supposed to be? Because if God is saying move, then you got to know that God might have something better in store for you. You got to trust that God is taking you somewhere and putting you on a path that is meant for you. And it's scary. We don't always want to take that step into the unknown. But you got to trust and know that God, had, what God has planned for you is bigger than any plan that you have for yourself. So stay in your lane and trust God and follow God. Don't take no talk back. We don't, God don't want to hear that. God said, come, so you ought to be moving. Don't stay in that comfortable space and place because you're scared of moving forward. But Saul shows us once again that he has no peace. And here was the final straw. He was already on the hot seat, but this is what did it, people. God told Saul to go destroy the Melekites. God told Saul to destroy everything and everyone. And when God tells you to do something, I suggest that you do it. I suggest that you might want to follow God's plan. But once again, Saul makes a mistake. Saul is not at peace with how God is leading him in this moment. And instead of destroying everything and everyone and doing what God said, Saul spared the king of the people and saved some of the animals and such for their own sacrifices. And after that, that's when God was done with Saul and started looking for God for his replacement. Once again, when God asks you to do something, when God is leading you somewhere, when God is showing you that you're supposed to be somewhere at a particular time, I suggest that you follow what God is doing in your life. Saul shows us, or rather doesn't show us, that you have to trust the things that God is doing in your life because God's not going to lead you astray. Yeah, I know you don't always like where God takes you or always like the things that God is doing for you. But if you think back and I need you to compare of how many times the decisions that you made led you astray versus the times that you followed God and things worked out. I'm sure there's a lot of times where we follow our own path and our own thoughts and did what we want to do. And we didn't end up somewhere good because we knew it was better. And that's when we like to say, oh, man, hindsight. But if we had just made the decision to follow God and trust in God instead of letting the decisions we make lead us astray versus those times we follow God, we would be in better spaces. We got to know that because God asks us to do something or sets us on a path doesn't always mean the journey will be easy. It doesn't always mean that things are going to work how you want them to work. It doesn't always mean that you're not going to run into things that are bigger than you. It doesn't always mean that you're not going to run into things that are hard, but it means that you lean on your faith and trust that God can handle the things that you cannot. There has never been a moment in your life where something was too big for God. Never been a time that there was something that you couldn't handle where God didn't show up and show up in the best way that you know how. There's never been a time that God didn't show up when you wanted to give up and handle things that you didn't think you could handle. So why would you not trust God right now? Just because the path seems a little difficult, just because you don't like, or at least doesn't mean that God's not going to be there with you. You're not going to be making this journey alone. So I need you to trust and believe that each and every step you're taking, you will be taking with God. Trust that as you move forward in life, you might not know where God is always taking you, but based on where God has brought you from, you ought to believe that God has better in store. 
If you look back over your life and you think about the times that were bad, the tough times, the times you didn't think you were going to make it, the times where you wanted to give up, the times where God didn't seem like it was there. But then you move forward to right now and think, oh, wait, I made it through that. So if I made it through that, God is going to help me make it through anything else that comes my way. God will always have something better. And so, so you got to trust and believe that God is going to continue to make ways out of no ways for you. But you got to trust and lean on God. Don't be like Saul and not trust in God. Saul gives a perfect example of what happens when you don't trust in God. When you don't trust in God, God is going to start to take those things that God gave to you away from you because clearly you're not appreciating what God is doing in your life. Trust in God. There's never been a time in your life where God hasn't moved. God hasn't shaken things up that need to be shaken. From the time you were born, God was moving in your life. God was moving with you each and every step of the way. So you got to know and trust that even in this moment right now, times may be tough. Chaos may be going on this in this world. Things may not be going how you thought they were going to go. Things may not be moving how you want them to move. But that doesn't mean that God is not present. Sometimes, once again, things aren't moving. Things aren't going the way we want them to go. It's because we're not supposed to be moving certain ways. Things are not supposed to go those ways. God doesn't want you to handle everything by yourself, but you need to handle what you can and then pray that God handles what you can't. You have to put yourself in a position where all you need to do is ask and God will do. But that only comes by doing the work and trusting and believing and putting your faith in God. You have to have that peace in your life. You have to have that peace with people, have that peace with yourself, and have that peace with God. Because once you have all those things and you're trusting and believing in God, oh, you become unbreakable in those moments. In those moments where you didn't know you had the strength, you will amaze yourself. You amaze yourself doing things that you didn't think you could do, doing things that you didn't think you were built to do, all because you got that peace in your life and you're trusting and leaning on God. So even in your darkest moments, in your darkest times, in your most unpeaceful times, in your most unpeaceful moments, still know that God is present and trust in the fact that God is still moving, God is still working, and God is still leading you where you need to be. Have that peace in your life, FCBC. Focus on those three types of peace and know that once you got those things together, God's going to continue to work on you. God's going to continue to do things for you and God's going to continue to be present. Because once again, there has never been a moment in your life where God wasn't present. No matter how bad you thought it was, no matter how tough it seemed, no matter how dark it got. The reason that you're here right now is because God was present. And because God continued to push, God continued to move, and God continued to shake. So remember, people, peace is key. Keep that peace. Don't let others affect you. Don't give up your power. You control your own peace. Don't let other people's thoughts, their decisions, their opinions on you affect you to the point where it disturbs your peace. Imagine somebody disturbing something that belongs to you. They can't disturb it unless you let them. Nobody's going to crash my car unless I give them the keys. 
That's yours. God gave it to you. So I need you to hold on to it, protect it, love on it, because that peace will take you a long way. Amen. Amen. Won't you all stand? There may be people in here right now who are just struggling to find peace in this moment. Struggling because the chaos of the world is seeming too great, seeming too hard to handle. Seems like it's pushing you lower and lower. But I want you to know that in this moment, God is still there. God is still with you. So if you're struggling with peace right now, I just want you to come down. If you're struggling to find that peace, God, if you're struggling to have that peace with people, peace with yourself, or peace with God, we want to just take time to pray for you right now. To let you know that you're not alone, that God is present, that we are present, and that that peace is still obtainable for you. Whether you believe it or not, we're going to make you believe it today. God is still working and God is still moving. We got to trust that. Amen. Amen, amen. Listen, won't you join me in prayer as they continue to make their way? Amen. Let's go to God. Gracious God, we are here today because some of us aren't too ashamed to just admit that we are still struggling. Not too proud to admit that we still need you on today, God. Not thinking too much of ourselves to think that we can do this without you, God. Because the truth is, God, we can't. We need you on today, Lord. We need you to continue to work on us, God. We need you to calm the fires of the chaos around us, God, and let us know that peace is obtainable, God. The peace that we need is there, God. Sometimes there's so much going on in our lives that we feel like we'll never be peaceful, God. Sometimes things happen that make us think that we're just destined to live this chaos-filled life, God. Sometimes we think that we don't even deserve to have that peace, God. So when those thoughts come, God, we need you to come and shut them out. We need you to come and move things for us, God. We need you to come and lay your hands on us, God. We need you to come and just let us know that you're there right now and to know that peace is right there. Because when you're present, peace is always present, God. But sometimes we need a little more to believe, God. So when we need that, just give us what we need, God. There's never been a moment where we lack something that you didn't provide, God. There's never been a moment where you haven't shown up and given us everything that we need, God. So right now, we're believing as we move forward, you will give us that peace, God. How do we know that you're going to do this, God? Well, once again, we can't predict what, we're going, what you're going to do, but we can look back and see what you've done in our lives. 
And each and every time things got dark, each and every time situations seemed bad, each and every time we thought it was over, you showed up, God. You showed up, God. You showed up, God. So once again, we know that can happen again. So I pray for all those struggling with that right now, struggling to get that peace, struggling to maintain that peace, struggling to keep that peace, God, struggling with people, God, who seek to snatch that peace away, God. We want to remove them right now, God, and we believe it will happen, God. Right now, who, those who are struggling with their own securities, we want to remove those insecure thoughts. And once again, we know it can happen, God. Struggling with the path that you put them on, God, we ask that you let them lean on their faith and trust in you, God. And let them know you never lead them astray, God. No matter how scary things get, no matter how dark it gets, no matter how tough the challenge may seem, God, let us know that you wouldn't put us on that path if you didn't believe in us and think we could handle it in the first place. So get rid of anything we don't need in this moment, God. And put in us everything that is you, God. Let us look in the mirror and see ourselves how you see us, God. As your beautiful creations, God. And that in and of itself should be enough for somebody in here, God. Knowing that you created us how we are right now. And there is only one of us. And we are special. So help us walk on our own path. Help us trust in you. Help us have faith in you. And help us maintain that peace, God. We love you, God. I said we love you, God. I said, we love you, God. Each and every day, once again, you will continue to bless us, continue to do things we don't deserve. So we love you and we thank you for all that you do, all that you've done, and all that we know is going to happen when we leave these doors, God. We're so thankful that you choose to love us each and every day. It's in our name, your name that we pray. And we say amen. Amen. amen and amen. Won't you hug somebody on today? Amen. Amen. As we prepare to leave, as always, if you are interested in getting baptized, we have members of our all-in team down to my left, your right. And as always, FCBC, go with God. Be blessed and know that peace is key. Amen. 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 Y'all have a good one, FCBC. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute if you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward